You are listening to Give Grief a Chance, and I'm your host and advanced grief recovery specialist, Diane Morgan. And these podcasts are all about bringing grief awareness out into the world, because even today, my friends, grief is hidden and it's tucked away. So come along and join me on this journey. Let's start to bring grief out into the open and maybe you'll be brave enough to give your grief a voice. This is episode 166. Hello to all of my lovely podcast listeners and welcome to this week's episode. I hope that you're all doing really well and as always a big thank you to everyone who takes the time to listen to these podcasts. And of course, a quick reminder about my new journal, which is called Giving Grief a Voice. So if you or someone you know is grieving, this is a beautiful gift and you can find it on Amazon. Alrighty then, this week I am going to be talking about life after loss. Now, at some point in our lives, we all experience loss. And, you know, so much can change in one's life after the death of a loved one or going through a divorce, maybe losing a job or your kids heading off to college, losing a home, miscarriage, retirement, health issues. And these are just a few life experiences that can cause you to grieve. Now, when that loss happens, more than likely, you'll miss the life you had before the loss and you might end up struggling with so many unanswered questions, especially if you're facing financial changes. Now, after your loss, you might be feeling lonely, broken hearted, angry, depressed and anxious. You could be eating too much or you just don't seem to have an appetite. You can't sleep or you're sleeping all the time. You feel confused, scared and fearful of the future, wondering how on earth you will get through all of this. And the thought of finding happiness seems far, far away. Now, Edith told me after her husband, Tom, died, she felt so alone and didn't know where or how to begin to put the pieces of a life back together. In fact, she felt so anxious that even the thought of leaving her house to nip to the shops scared her to death because home had become a safe place where she could cry, scream and let it all out. But eventually she knew that life couldn't go on this way and honestly she didn't want it to. So she decided to reach out and find help from a grief recovery coach. Now she learned how to manage her feelings and become complete with what was emotionally unfinished in her relationship with Tom. She said it felt good to talk about Tom and know that her thoughts and feelings had been heard by someone else. 
And you know, in time, Edith came to understand her new emotional experience. And as a result, she was able to take control of her grief instead of letting her grief control her. And she slowly started to move back into life after loss. You know, when you suffer a broken heart, there's no set formula for getting back on your feet and jumping into life again. And that's because grief is unique for everyone. So here are a few suggestions that can help you to start moving forward. Now, research has found one common denominator when grieving, and that is a sense of losing control. Now, Michael Norton, a professor at Harvard Business School, has studied how people handle death and loss. And he found that embracing a ritual can make you feel more in control during those hard times and it can help you to heal. And let's face it, we all have rituals of some sorts. You know, we get up at the same time in the morning, brush our teeth, have our coffee, breakfast and go out the door off to work. We drive the same route, we sit at the same desk and we head home the same way. So Norton sent out a survey asking if people performed rituals when someone dies. And almost all of the people who had rituals said that it was something they did themselves in private. One woman said she washed her deceased husband's car every Sunday as it helped her to feel more connected to his memory. A man, another man said that he did the same errands that he used to do with his wife and that helped him to keep her memory alive. So you see, you have to find what works for you and do something that honours the person who's gone because it can help create a feeling of connection more than focusing on the loss. Try to explore your emotions as it's easy to end up bursting into tears at the grocery store. So give yourself permission to explore those emotions as they come up. See, it can help you to harness them when you're suddenly hit by your grief. You know, even though most of the time we never see it coming. So please don't be embarrassed or feel like you have to apologise. Instead, take a few moments to breathe and feel those emotions. Try to embrace them and recognise them for what they are, normal and natural. And when you're home, why not take the time to look at old photos? You could listen to some favourite songs that you shared together. Just let your emotions out so as they don't get bottled up inside of you. And let's face it, most of us feel much better after we've had a good cry. Healing and feeling better is not dishonouring your loved one. Don't you want to hold on to fond memories instead of sad and painful ones? You know, at the beginning of your grief journey, take each day as it comes and eventually it will be possible and you will know when you're ready to begin to let go and live again. Why not design 
small doable routines for yourself because having a daily routine can create a sense of predictability which in turn can help to bring some comfort to the grieving process. So make sure your routines can benefit you physically, emotionally and mentally. You can tweak and make changes where you need to and make sure to add activities that are of value to you and that you want to do them. Remember to prioritise your needs and don't attempt to do it all because this can lead to mental and physical exhaustion. So do what feels important to you. And if you have the energy to do it, that's great. And if you don't, well, you know, tomorrow's another day. And don't forget to add self-care routine because quite often in times of grief, we forget to focus on ourselves and our physical and mental needs. So listen to your body, rest when you need to, eat healthy foods, take a walk in nature and get some fresh air shower or take a nice bath. Adding a self-care routine to your calendar can bring awareness to your needs as well as helping you to find healthy ways to cope. And make sure to check that you're not isolating as it's easy to want to disappear from the world when you're in pain. Yes, time alone is important in helping you process your loss. However, it's also just as important to catch yourself and recognise when you're deliberately isolating from friends and family. So, when you're creating a routine, remember to include time spent socialising with others, especially those who care for you and want to offer comfort. And you know, grieving is an individual process. But it's important to note that it doesn't have to be a lonely one. Asking for support when you need it is crucial. Feeling like you have to be strong and do it all is wrong and it may bring up negative emotions. It's healthy to add support to your routine and go ahead and delegate any tasks that you have to have done as it can help relieve some stress. Plus, it helps you to connect with friends and family who really want to help. When your heart has suffered a major loss, it can be difficult to even have the desire to live again, let alone try to find ways to be happy. But you will know when when it's the right time. You know, some days may be easier than others. I'm wondering will I ever be happy again can seem so far away and even hopeless. And while life will never be the same, healing and learning to live again are possible. And whether it's the loss of a job or a loved one lost to death, you can get on the road to being happy. The loss will be felt but not the emotional pain, as that is something you don't have to live with. Grief is normal and natural, but sadly, most of the information passed on with it in our society about dealing with grief is not normal, natural or helpful. 
Grief is an emotional response to loss. And most of the information we've learned about grieving is intellectual. The bottom line is, it's up to you how you want to live after a loss. You see, you have to make a choice between holding on and avoiding painful feelings or letting go and working through them. If you're willing to do the work, I have the solution, a program that will help you discover and complete what is emotionally unfinished in your relationship so that you can start to move forward back into life again. Okay, you lovely people, that is it for this week's podcast. I hope that you enjoyed it and that it was helpful for you. If you'd like to find out more about my programs and services, then please visit my website, givegriefachance.com. There you can drop me an email, you can ask a question, or you can share your story via voice message, and I'll be happy to play it on the podcast. Remember to check out my Giving Grief a Voice journal, which can be found on Amazon. Oh, and while you're over at my website, why not check out my free gifts to you? There's a guided meditation to help you sleep, a grief recovery ebook with 61 tips on the experience of grief and how to move through it, plus my fillable grief worksheets. So please feel free to use them. And if you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate it, like it and share it. And if you feel like it, come and join me on Instagram at Give Grief a Chance Coach. And last but not least, I'd like to invite any women who might be struggling with their grief to come and join us in a safe and nurturing group on Facebook. It's called Life After Loss with Diane Morgan. And I would be honoured if you would come and join us and give your grief a voice. Okay, my friends, take good care and have a wonderful week.